What is up, Beauty and Strength family? I hope you have all been amazing and living in alignment and truth with what you exactly want. Today, I am going to be speaking about emotional trauma, triggers, and then some recovery. So we are going to be diving into what we can do within our control to deal with triggers, whether it be straight away in the moment or a process that you can go through on your own. Hey there, everyone. So I am going to give you six tips or six little pointers that you can do to control your thoughts and control your triggers, whether you are triggered by your partner, a friend, family, a work colleague, whoever it is, this can apply to everyone because we must understand that trauma or triggers is an internal job. It is not something that we point the finger at someone else or someone else takes the blame for it. Yes, they may have contributed to certain things in our life, which doesn't make it feel right for us. But at the end of the day, our trauma and our triggers and controlling our inner peace does come down to us. So I'm going to give you six tips. But before that, I just wanted to speak about, you know, what emotional trauma is and how that becomes a thing in our life. So emotional trauma, you know, obviously, you know, you listeners, you know that I am massive on domestic and family violence and I'm here to spread as much awareness and as much information, education as I can in those areas. But Everyone all goes through some form of trauma throughout their lives. And I make it very clear that trauma doesn't always have to be about abuse or these really dark, you know, experiences or situations through life. Trauma can be being ill. Trauma can be an injury. Trauma can be losing someone. Trauma can be an experience that you had at school. So, We are all in that boat in some capacity because of our life experiences. Some degrees of it is just bigger than others, but it doesn't make you less than or different or someone's got it worse or better than you. Your story, your trauma, your emotional trauma is exactly what it means to you. So emotional trauma is really the result of like extraordinarily like stressful events that shatter your sense of security, you know, makes you feel helpless. Trauma, as we know, can leave us struggling with really upset emotions. We get angry, we get frustrated, we experience rage or emotional outbursts. You know, it can lead to really bad memories and memories can lead to bad dreams and we can wake up in panic attacks. It could leave us with anxiety that just won't go away. And for some reason, when we step into a room, anxiety creeps up or if we speak to someone or really large crowds, you know, we have these anxiety experiences. It can also feel you like leaving really numb, numb through your body. And that could be an experience where you might be in an interaction with someone and exchanging energy, or you might see something on TV, or you might be in a situation in a public environment and a situation happens with a couple or a staff member 
and your body feels numb and you can stop and freeze because that is a coping strategy or your body internally has shut down to an experience that is happening externally and outside of you. It can also leave us, you know, unable to trust others. This is a really big one. Trauma and emotional trauma and experiences can leave us not to trust others. And it takes a lot, a lot of work to build that up again. And we can feel totally out of control of our own thoughts and emotions. So we can have an emotional rush of feeling really sad and crying and not being able to control it, not even being able to speak. And then if we start to breathe shallow, then that can cause a panic attack. So you can see how a ripple effect kind of carries on with emotional trauma. So that's what emotional trauma is. And then our triggers, our triggers tell us about ourselves of the places that do require healing. So typically this happens in your partnership. So your loved ones can trigger you the most And we know that, right? They can say one thing or they can say in a tone that they think didn't didn't mean anything other than the words that they spoke, but, but how you took it on board could have been a trigger. So that tells us that we've got a little space in us that requires a little bit of healing. Now, it's okay to have triggers, But if it's costing you to live a joyful and loving and happy life, then it is time to go within and explore what is happening and what is going on with that trigger. As I said, triggers can be healthy because it can help you set boundaries. It can stop you from making a silly decision. We can get that gut feel around, you know, not doing the wrong or right thing, but it may be costing us living a life of pure happiness and joy and growing. You know, if we don't deal with our triggers, then we don't grow and evolve and heal. I've had many triggers throughout my whole life. Like if you're listening, you obviously know the story of my childhood. You know, I've got, I've had all of these in the past upsetting emotions, not being in control, body feeling numb, not being able to control my own thoughts, feeling disconnected, definitely unable to trust others. They're huge, huge things. It leaves you feeling insecure. It leaves you feeling unworthy, not valued. But until you go within and it comes back to the first time that you didn't feel valued, that first experience, that you had with a partner that rejected you because you didn't feel good enough. So when you strip back the layers, then we can understand where these triggers do really come from. So I want you to take a second right now and have a think about when you were last triggered, who triggered you? What was that about? What was that situation? Did you explore, explore that? Did you push it down? Did you say you'll come back and revisit that? Did you express yourself? Did you feel you were able to express yourself? So these are all like little checkpoints that you can go through on your own when you start to explore your triggers. Now, if you're looking for things to do in the moment or 
little processes or tools that you can go back to and journal on or revisit. Here are six things that I recommend to my clients, to people who ask for advice, and also things that I have done for myself in these moments. So number one, no particular order is like, you should do this first over that one. doesn't really matter because everyone is different. And I can give you a bunch of things. What's going to work for one isn't going to work for the other. So it's important that you explore all the different options and see what does work for you. Write down your feelings. So if you were triggered, say it is you were jealous of some other girl or guy talking to your partner, you know, the very basic kind of thing that happens in relationships, write down your feelings. How does that make you feel? What do you feel about it? Because you'll notice once you start to get out of your head and you start to write this down, you will see that you have just made all of this up in your head. If you are watching a movie and something happens in a movie and it triggers you, how does that make you feel? Because typically our whole life we've been told not to express ourselves or don't cry or don't be upset or don't be silly. Why are you getting angry? Or don't be jealous. Don't be, don't be this. Don't, 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 don't. And we haven't expressed or felt or even allowed ourselves to feel the feeling. <laughs> so we keep it inside. We bottle it down. So you're going to write it down. You're going to let it out. You're the only one that's going to see it. You're the only one that's reading it. You're the only one that's writing it. You can share if you want. But if you keep it to yourself, you can let everything out without judgment. There's no right or wrong. There's no levels of silliness. There's no criticism from yourself after. You are writing it down. And then you're going to continue. So this is number two. Number two is ask yourself, what is your belief around the trigger? So if it's an insecurity or a jealousy moment, what is my belief around the trigger? So what is the story that you are telling yourself? Why is it there? What story has been on repeat in your head over and over again? It's probably best to keep expanding on that and journaling on that one to help yourself get to the core essence of it because you're going to know when you start to do this stuff as well like it may not be the actual truth because it might be your first time putting pen to paper or it might be your first time asking yourself these questions so we can tend to maybe sugarcoat it a little bit or keep it superficial because we may not even know how to get there but this is just the start of it number three you're going to stop, breathe, set a timer for two to three minutes and just sit there and breathe in the moment. It's not going to get all woo-woo and, you know, you don't need to cross your legs and get in yoga pose or anything like that. But if you're in a situation where you can just actually stop and take a breather and pause, I highly recommend it. Connecting with our breath is what brings us back to the present moment. Bring us back to the present moment brings down the escalated level that's going on internally. 
if you are having a panic attack, if you are fearing, experiencing an internal elevation of your heart rate increasing, then the only way that we can start to bring that back down is by stopping, by pausing, by sitting, by breathing, focusing on the breath. Number four, you're going to speak to someone who you feel supported by. So you're going to share what is happening to you. Like someone you generally feel has your back. Someone that you know that you can lean on. They are going to support you. You're not looking for advice. However, you might, you might ask and that's totally fine. But find one person that makes you feel supported, loved, connected, like you belong and share what's happening to you. It's, it could be a past experience. So you might've had an experience by yourself and then you're going back and sharing with this person. And the conversation could go something like, I experienced a trigger that really put me off guard. I would really like to share it with you. Are you open to listening? That could be a really good conversation opener. And then you just walk through exactly what happened. There is no particular order. So he said this, she said that to me. Or I walked into the room and I felt this. And this is what happened. My palms got sweaty. My heart rate elevated. I was getting a bit more of a shallow breath. I didn't talk to anyone. I walked straight to the toilets. It could be anything. I'm just making things up to paint a picture for you because it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be this big thing. But sharing that allows you to get it off your chest. It's like writing something down as well. But when we share to someone else that can hold that space for us, it adds a layer of healing because you feel heard and typically those who have gone through trauma and are experiencing emotional trauma and being triggered we want to feel love we want to be held we want to feel heard and it's in the hardest times where we don't want to ask for help is where we need to ask for help when you're resisting it and you're pushing it away and you don't want to and you're caught in your stubborn state of energy, that is when you've got to ask the most because that is when you need it the most. But we withdraw, we go within, we stay away. We think like we've got no one. We think like we haven't got anyone there to support us, but we do. That's where it comes back to who's your circle of influence. Who's your five people around you that you can lean on? Where have you brought that into your life? Have you got that around you? If not, I recommend finding your people. Your support person might be your mom or your dad or your sister, or your aunt, your uncle. It could be anyone. It could be a stranger. Find someone who you feel you are supported by. Number five, 
We're going to connect to your inner child and tell your younger self that you are okay and that you are safe. And that can be as simple as sitting there, wherever you're at, hand on your heart. You don't even have to do that. Just sitting there and saying your name, saying that you are okay, you are safe. So for example, if I was going through that process, I would be saying Dasha. It's okay, Dasha, you are safe. You are okay in this moment. The environment that you are in, I've got you, I'm holding you, you are safe, everything is okay. So you would say your name and go through a similar process. Whether you sit there and close your eyes, whether you sit there and just speak it in your mind, again, there's no right or wrong, it's whatever you want to do to feel comfortable. Because typically that's who we're trying to heal, our younger self. Of that first time of not feeling worthy, that first time of being rejected, that first time of being belittled and shut down and that first time of not feeling loved. We want to connect with her or him. So you're okay, you're safe, I got you. I'm here to protect you, you know I love you. I've got you with me everywhere I go. You know, nothing's going to happen to you anymore. We're working through that. You're safe. You're here with me now. That can be really powerful, really powerful. Could bring up a lot of emotion too, so just be aware of that. If that emotional trauma has been carried from childhood to now, however old you are, that can be challenging to open that. That could be opening... A whole lot of stuff. But I invite you and give you permission to go there. And number six, I want you to choose to feel something different that represents how you want to feel in that moment. So if you are sad, angry, frustrated, like all the negative stuff, how would you want to feel And then choose to feel how that is in that moment. So if you're feeling angry, you might say, okay, I I really just want to choose to feel happy right now. And I know that when we are in these moments, we can't just flip a switch and it's like, oh, I'm happy and back to loving now. But you can condition and train your mind to think that you are And that will start to energetically change within with less resistance, even though you might still be carrying the trigger, holding on to it. And it just depends on what trigger we're working through. And that can just be a process of, I choose to be happy right now. I choose to feel happy. I am choosing to feel happy in this moment, even though I am triggered as all hell. But I know by me choosing to feel happy, then this is a process that I'm going through and working through, and this is going to give me the best outcome. So see, when you start to change your language, your voice and tone softens. And then if you say it long enough, hopefully, then we will start to feel better. 
because we're shifting our mindset. We've gone from focusing on the trigger with all the energy, all the pent up negativity around it or validating and justifying why that trigger is so important and why I'm dealing with it and validating why it's okay to sit in this space. And then you go and start to tell yourself that I choose to be happy. Doesn't really make sense, does it? But yes, it does. We've spent so many years conditioning ourselves one way. Yeah, we got to spend the many years to condition it the other way. And it sounds silly to sit there and tell yourself, oh, I choose love right now. I choose love. And even though I'm really triggered and I'm upset, but I'm choosing love. Yes, it can happen. And this stuff works as results here. Trial it. Do what works for you. It may seem silly. You may feel dumb doing it. But I challenge you and are you wanting to sit there in that space or are you ready to elevate, level up, visit the triggers, overcome the trauma, deal with your stuff and live life on your terms how you want to, joyful, happiness, loving, connected relationships. This is what it takes. I could have triggered you throughout this talk already. If it has, write down your feelings towards it. What was it? Why? Choose to be happy instead of being triggered. Easier said than done, I know, but it's all a step-by-step process. It's trialing. It's applying. It's talking. It's sharing. It's educating. It's believing, it's feeling, it's allowing, it's accepting. Because you can do it. You're on this earth to live the best life possible. And now that's my top six. So that's what you can do to control your thoughts and triggers. So if you're ever in a situation, please take that on. Apply one of those and let me know which one resonated with you the most. And now I want you to repeat after me with this one so you can pause it or you can write it down. And I want you to say to yourself, I express my gratitude and thankfulness for this expression of love. I accept all that I am and all that I become. I am in the process and in control of my own outcome. I am not my thoughts, nor my triggers, my fears, or my doubts. Life is what I make it. I am the creator. That is your mantra. To say to yourself to go after what it is that you want and need. You can manifest anything you want in life. You can overcome, you can heal. I believe in you, I've got you, and you're worthy and valued and don't ever forget that. 
Alrighty guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. They are my top six takeaways for dealing with your triggers and emotional trauma. As always, please let me know what one resonated with you the most. I love hearing what lands, your feedback. I'm so open to it. Thank you for always supporting. Pass this episode on to one person who you feel it will impact. Remember, we can break the cycle of domestic violence together and it takes a whole community and a whole world to get behind one another to create change. And remember, beauty deeper than skin, strength stronger than appearance.